We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is December 21st, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here, as always. Joined by my co-host Luke Sylvia, fresh off his first ever post game live. Luke. When I listen, man, when I tell you that Kevin deserves just like an incredible amount of money for doing that after every single game, like just ridiculous, like back up the Brinks truck for that guy. Because listen, you hit start, start live, or whatever the button is to go live on YouTube and dude, all of a sudden everything just goes away from your mind right after you say, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the six man show post game live. And then at that point, you're just, it's a mad dash to keep up with the chat. And it was after a loss. Let's be honest. There wasn't that many people that were watching this concurrently as like after a win. And I'm thankful. Honestly, I couldn't keep up. And then I was coming through my AirPods, apparently. I wasn't coming through this beautiful microphone. I'm sure you, were you could hear. talking into the mic the whole time. I was like, you ain't using that, buddy. I was, I was rocking the mic that wasn't being rocked. So, yeah, listen, uh, that was, you know, it, it, kudos to producer Kevin. The guy is a monster for being able to do all that, all the elements. I've talked about it before. I knew it was hard. But then once you actually do it, it's like, oh, this is like 30 times harder than what I was telling people. So, yes, I did that. I appreciate those of you guys that joined. appreciate those of you guys because the audio will be up as an episode per usual, unfortunately, for my sake. Um, and, yeah, so I appreciate you guys' support and tuning in. The Orlando Magic, there's not much. I don't hate a lot of things, Jonathan. I don't. I don't hate a lot of things. I'm indifferent about a lot of things. Very. I cannot stand when you and I hop on here, you, me, and producer Kevin hopped on here on Sunday night to record an episode. And then knowing I've got two full, three full days after that point to wait until the magic tip off again. All right. I wake up this morning, Jonathan. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a great day. We find out what the arena is going to be called. The Magic finally play basketball after having three full days basically off. This is going to be a great day. We find out. Kia Center, spoiler alert, right? We'll talk about that. And then we get to this game tonight. And it's like, by the second quarter, I was hoping that I that, that we had another two full days three full days until I had to watch this team play again. But no, back at it again tonight as you guys are listening to this in Milwaukee. I don't know. That's what I hate the most. Waiting, waiting, waiting just for the team to crap the bed. And no Jimmy Butler. It's just the whole thing pisses me off. Yeah, it's happening like a lot, unfortunately, recently. Where, like the magic come off of, you know, a, a good amount of rest and just lay an egg. So 
they've now played six games in the last 14 days, the Magic have. And they are four and two, or I'm sorry, two and four in those six games. Uh, They were off from Monday, December 11th to Friday, December 15th, the 17 point loss. Well, one of the 17 point losses in Boston. And then had Monday, Tuesday off and had the nine point loss of the Miami Heat tonight, which of course we'll talk about in great detail in just a couple of minutes. Before we do that, I want to let you know. There was an episode that we filmed of the Six Fan Show outside of, I I'm it's remember like the Okiki to OKK thing and how badly <laughs> I struggle with that. Yeah, Amway to Kia is going to be that a million times worse. So outside mm-hmm. of the Kia Center tonight, which again we will also talk about in a minute here, but Ben was outside Kia Center tonight filming our newest episode of the Six Fan Show. So if you're listening in this podcast, there's a pretty good chance that that episode is up now you can go ahead and watch that and then the next episode of the six fan show is going to be recorded uh, on friday next friday december 29th when the magic take on the knicks at home so be on the lookout for that Uh, right now we're in the middle of our six days of christmas uh, where we're doing some giveaways just want to be generous to the folks that support us year round and just you know be in the holiday spirit and and you know, get, give some stuff away. So the last couple of days, we've given away some Jam Hot Chicken gift cards. Uh, we've given away some Fanatics gift cards. We're working on a really cool uh, giveaway with Rockham. We're going to be giving away some Nikola Vucevic autographed shoes. Let's do that tomorrow, Luke. Let's on what's tomorrow, Thursday, mm-hmm. as you're listening to this, uh, we're going to be giving away a pair of signed uh, Nikola Vucevic. Are they game worn? I I am pretty positive these things are clod hoppers. I don't know, but they these things what are. Is, they're, I'm sorry, they're, they're what? They are clod hoppers. What and the listen, hell is a clod hopper? Listen, I know you're asking me what a clod hopper is, but by me saying it, you know exactly what a clod hopper is. When no, I'm in this brother. Context. I promise you, I don't. Well, they're massive. Is that what? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. Let let's clod hopper. Clod hopper. Clod hopper. A large, heavy shoe. So there you go. Hand to God, I have never heard that <laughs> that phrase before yeah. in my life. But Listen, I if you learn nothing you else, put me onto that. If you if you learn nothing else, I've said it maybe twice in my in my probably ten years of knowing the word. So you know it's not very. It's but when it so happens, we're giving away perfect. an autographed for sure, possibly game worn clod hoppers of Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. We're gonna do that on our Twitter. Last couple of days we've been doing like one Twitter, one Instagram giveaway. But the majority of our listeners and followers are on Twitter. So if you're interested in getting into that giveaway and you don't have a Twitter, like this is your reason to make a Twitter and, and follow us. And listen, don't roast us for not knowing if they're game worn, all right? You can't do that because this is a free giveaway. It's his autograph on these large mat clod hoppers. All right. So it's just just listen, it's they're cool. They're massive. Guarantee they'll be the biggest shoes around your closet that's for have sure. you given them the old sniff test no that's how you can tell i don't want to do I, that all right well if you if it. you win if you win the they're definitely autographed if you win the <laughs> autograph nikola vucevic shoe you can give it the sniff test if you want if you want to mm-hmm. confirm or deny that they are you know worn mm-hmm. anyway so we're in the middle of our six days of christmas here so we're going to wrap uh, the final day will be christmas eve so be on the lookout on our social media accounts as we continue to do giveaways. We're going to give away some, you know, magic tickets and all that kind of good stuff. So be on the lookout for that. Let's get into the state of the magic uh, so far this week. Luke, the magic are zero and one with the loss on my, uh, Wednesday night to Miami. They currently sit fourth in the Eastern Conference with a record of sixteen and ten. They're four games back of Boston, three and a half games back of Milwaukee, two and a half games back of Philly. They're a half game up on New York. They're one game up on Cleveland and Miami, two games up on Indiana, three and a half games up on Brooklyn, and five games up on Atlanta. Luke, each time we go through the state of the Magic, we talk about where the Magic are in the standings, who they're behind, who they're above. And recently, they're getting further behind those teams at the top, and they're getting closer and closer to those teams that are below us. Just a half game up on New York now. You're only one game up on Cleveland and Miami, two games up on Indiana. And uh, yeah, it's it's not time to hit the panic button, I think, Luke, because the Magic are still six games 
above 500 almost at the end of the year. But uh, it, it things are not not great as of late. I'll put it that way. You've lost now four of your last six, and uh, the the magic, the vibes, the joy that we saw these guys playing with during that nine game winning streak, we haven't seen that now in 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 close to two weeks. We will I be upset if this team wins the amount of games that I predicted. At this point, at this juncture in the season, I, before the season, predicted 42 wins. I believe you predicted 41. At this point... I think I said 43. I was a little bit more optimistic. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. So, but but the point remains, right? Like, am I disappointed at that point for, you know, for the Magic 2, if they were to win 42, like my prediction at that point? The feeling that I feel tonight, right? Like the recency bias of like, oh no, we suck again. Like we definitely don't. At least I don't think so. But if this team wins 42 games, I'm still fine. Like I, I'm, I'm so good. During that nine game win streak, if you're like, hey, if this team wins 42, are you, are you upset? Then at that point, I'd be like, yeah. But it's all recency bias. This is reality. Boston smacks us up and down. That the reality check there was what you're not you're not a, a top one, two, or three team in the East. Shocker for those of you who thought so. Then you lose to the Jimmy Butler list Miami Heat. Another reality check. The reality check is this team's young. This team's gonna lose some stupid games. They're going to lose some stupid games, and you know what? Because this team is young, and a lot of the time you can't use logic when you're evaluating these young teams when it comes to when are they going to predicting a wins and lo- wins and losses, they're probably going to roll into Milwaukee tomorrow and win, and it's going to make no sense. But here's the thing: you go in tomorrow or tonight. You're listening to this. You go into Milwaukee and you win that game. All of a sudden, the feeling is what it's, it's forgiven. You lost to the Heat last night. Doesn't matter, because at the end of the day, you beat the Bucks tonight, who are one of the best teams in the East. So, do I think they beat the Bucks? I don't think so. But if they do, right? It's just all about what's happened. What have you done for me lately? And we're gonna find out. But I, listen, it, it's so hard to not be like, "Oh, the sky is falling," because that's what it feels like. But it's just not reality. And the nine-game win streak wasn't reality either. So. You just got to find that middle ground. I'm not hitting a panic button. In the moment, yes, I'm pissed at the team right now. <laughs> like, there's no way around it. I'm pissed that I did a post-game live and then hopped on here. I'm having to record an episode about this team and how badly they played in the newly named Kia Center. Tonight could have gone a lot better. We've gotten some questions just about like you know the magic and like the rest as of late. I'm looking at the layoff that they had between Brooklyn and Cleveland. Uh, between December 2nd and December 3rd when they had three days off, they lose that game to Cleveland. They've got three days off between December 11th and December 15th. You lose that game to Boston. They had two days off between December 17th and December 20th. You lose that game to Miami. I don't know what it is about this team. Like They have a couple of days off and they just completely lose focus. They come out flat just like they did tonight against Miami. And just like the energy is is not there. They're not able to sustain that. And I think, will I be disappointed if we end up a 42-win team at this point? Frankly, I will because we've seen the potential that this team and the level that this team can play at. Was the nine-game win streak sustainable? It never was. We said that the entire time. But if you went, if you go back and look at what they were doing, they were playing magic basketball. It wasn't like they were oh, they're shooting 40% from three over this nine-game stretch. They weren't. They were still shooting like 35 36% from behind the arc. They were turning the ball over a lot still, but they were defending at an incredibly high level, you know, first, second, third, you know, in, in defensive rating during that time. And they were relatively efficient, you know, in, in scoring in the, the paint and doing the things that, that they needed to do to, to, to make those games close. But they were shooting, you know, at thirty six percent, which is you know just around you know league average. 
and you look at these games recently, I mean, tonight, just absolutely atrocious. Uh, what what was it here? Let me pull up the entire game. Uh, yeah, another 25% night from behind the arc against the Miami Heat. You're just you're not going to win games like that, let alone with Miami shooting 51% from behind the arc. I know we'll talk more about the, that game, but I just wanted to, to bring up the fact that, like, look, the nine-game winning streak was incredible. Now you're coming back down to earth, and you're, like, really about to be in the mix again. It was great sitting at, you know, two, and you're a couple games up on Milwaukee, and you're four and five games up on Cleveland or Miami, and you're eight games up in Atlanta, but you're coming back down to earth, and you're about to be, like, really in the mix where like every single night these games are going to count, you're going to be moving up and down in the standings. Can't keep taking these games lightly and, and coming in flat. Uh, right now, the Magic are 18th in the NBA on the season in offensive rating with a rating of 113.11. They're now 6th in the NBA in defensive rating with a rating of 110.2, and they're falling to 10th in net rating with a net rating of 2.9. Looking at the injury report, uh, Markel Fultz has missed the last 18 games now with left knee tendonitis. Uh, Joe Angles has missed the last couple of games with an ankle sprain. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. returned to the starting lineup Wednesday night after missing the last 20 games with a fractured third metacarpal in his left hand. Uh, the, as we talk more about the Heat game, we'll talk about how we thought Wendell looked. And Luke, uh, Wednesday morning, the Magic announced, uh, you know, we've we known now for a few months that the Magic were going to be changing the name of the arena away from Amway. They're going to have an, a new sponsor. And a couple of days ago, we heard that Wednesday morning, this announcement was going to come. And, you know, I was hoping the Magic would find a way to like do this in the middle of the night and then like cover it up and have this big unveiling Wednesday morning. They didn't do that. Like 8.30 or even before that, like 8 o'clock, people are taking pictures of the new now Kia Center and posting, you know, photos and videos to social media, which to me, you know, I was looking forward to the suspense of, you know, finding this out. We had heard rumors, uh, not from anyone in the organization, but like people around town just seemed to kind of have an idea that it was going to be the Kia Center. And when you think about it, it, it makes sense. You know, the magic of uh, one of one of their spot sponsors has been Kia for a long time. Uh, the Orlando Magic Pod Squad used to be presented by Kia, so it makes sense. But Luke, what do you think of the the Kia Center and like the the new look of the Kia Center? RIP Amway. First of all, maybe not a popular opinion, but I've I've been a big fan of what Kia's done in the last few years. The rebranding, the new logo. I don't I don't hate it at all. I kind of like it. It's way better than the old one. It was very bland, the old one was. So it's like kind of a sleeker new logo. I, I was a big fan of that change. The vehicles all of a sudden are just like seem very, I don't know if they are higher quality. Like I know that Laura, Lauren, Laura, you Lauren, sorry, no offense if your name's Laura, Lauren, um, had a Kia Forte and it just kind of like the inside, like the material kind of peeled a little bit and it just like was very cheaply made. It felt like but that was like a 20, I don't even know, like 2013, 2012. But now, I think I like the, the Kia Telluride, super nice. Quick Kia Carnival. Kia fact. Mm. Owned by the same company as Hyundai. Yes. And yeah. I've, I've had my fair share of Hyundais, and I've had a lot of issues with like cheap interior material mm -hmm. in yeah, the past. same. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, they, yeah, Kia Hyundai Financial or something like that with insurance. Um, yeah, that's the only reason I know that. But uh, yeah, no, they've, they've just like the Kia Carnival is like a spaceship of a of a van, and it's super nice. My brother and sister in law have one, and I love it. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. You know, I, I think there's a lot of people out there that are trashing it. I feel like people love to trash, just to trash. Which, hey guys, newsflash: it's not doesn't make you cool just to hate up and yo know, very well known things, popular things. So. I I don't hate it at all. I like I said, I'm a fan of the logo. I'm a fan of how the new cars look. Can't speak to the material. I have no idea, but Kia's great for all I know. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, I don't I don't really care. Like right. one thing I didn't I didn't want it to be Disney. I know there were a lot of people that like pushed yeah. back against that, and some people were like, "You don't want it to be Disney? What are you pro multi level marketing company pyramid scheme Amway?" Like, like, no, like I was never like pro Amway or whatever. Just like, I just didn't want one other thing for us to be Disney. 
you know, mm-hmm. look at this Mickey Mouse team. Like quite literally yeah. at this point, we would have been the Mickey yeah. Mouse team. Like so yeah. I didn't I didn't want to do the the Disney thing. But no, Kia Kia Center is is fine. I like the branding. I don't I understand the issue people have with the Kia logo because it looks like it says K N since they've updated the logo. Obviously the old logo, much more plain, easier to read. But I, I like the graphics that they put on like that the like the windows of Amway. What I'm looking most forward to is them replacing like the big major Amway Center signage mm-hmm. with the Kia Center signage. Obviously, they took down all the you know Amway Center stuff last week. I'm looking forward to see how that looks because if they like if they do it and it's like lit up in white, I know I hate sometimes on like the minimalist trend that is happening in in marketing and branding and everything like that. But I think that will look really clean. Just the big yeah. white like Kia Center logo on the side of the building, all lit up at night. And the new, you know, video board, you know, now it says Kia Center instead of instead of Amway Center. So I like it. It makes sense. Two organizations who have been partnering together for a long time. Now I think uh, I think Alex Martin said tonight on the broadcast, it's like fifteen years they've mm-hmm. been partnering with Kia. So it makes sense. Kia Center, it's not a bad name. It could be much, much worse. It could be like the Smoothie King, you know, arena or whatever they have in New Orleans. You know, I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll take Kia over that all day. Yeah, listen, it's a safe, it's a safe, uh, safe name, very safe. I'm with you with the Disney thing. I also am not with the. There was a lot of people on social media today that were like, "We're just gonna call it the O Arena." No, that was gone. That's gone. great times but it's gone you can't revive it and i saw a lot of like we should just call it magic kingdom and i'm like that's not confusing at all all right like that that feels confusing to me i don't love that i again leaning more into the disney thing like i am with you when it comes to the magic should lean into like magical things or like whatever right to an extent not like, necessarily Disney. Don't go fully right. Exactly. Not necessarily Disney. Right. You're talking like wizards and whatever else. Right. So like, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I don't want to go full into the Disney thing. If the Magic have any success, it's going to be, you know, for whatever it means. It's a Mickey Mouse team, right? Mickey Mouse run. I can already see it. Like talking about that nine game win streak. I had a buddy tell me today, like it should have been called the Magic Kingdom, or sponsored by Disney. And I was like, no, because I know you, you're not a magic fan. And when we have success, you're going to call it like a Mickey Mouse run or something. I know. Yeah, you're saying that and you think it would be cool, but you would just use it to roast us. I don't want that. <laughs> it's good. It's good enough. Disney on the Jersey patch suffice. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondering. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Don- 
Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. How long, if if Nike and the NBA keep up these city jerseys, how long until we just get like a straight Mickey Mouse jersey? Like you already have the Disney patch. I just feel like at some point, like you run out of ideas and then, oh, Orlando. I mean, Mickey Mouse is right there. You know, why don't we just make a Mickey Mouse jersey? That would be. I don't so want that to happen. But and it, and, they're, and you know what? It would be a, the Sorcerer Mickey. And they'd be like, this right, is that awesome. That might be kind of fire, bro. <laughs> Here we go. If it's the like fan, like the Fantasia 2000 or whatever that movie was, like the blue and white. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's almost the Stars jersey. All right. That, well, that all of a Sorcerer sudden, hat. the top of this this topic, you were anti. Now, all of a sudden, we're getting there. Is we're it getting Fantasia there. Fantasmic? Is that, is that what it is? No, it's, isn't it Fantasia? I don't know. There's something at Disney called Fantasmic. And it's no, I know what you're talking about, but I'm pretty sure... Yeah, it's Fantasia. Dude, that, how do I remember that? I watched that like once in like second grade in like a, a music class. <laughs> Whatever. All right, folks. But yeah, so Kia Center. I'm I'm fine with it, honestly. Yeah. You know what I love, Jonathan? We're 23 minutes in. We haven't talked about this Heat game, but nobody cares because the game yeah, was yeah, trash. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. We'll get there eventually, guys. Well, we're going to get there right now, as a matter of fact. I mean, that's, that's yeah, where, you we're, guys, you guys that's where we're headed right now. The the 115-106 loss, the first ever Kia Center game. The The final score doesn't really mirror the <laughs> result, in my opinion. Like, this was a magic. Like, the magic were blown out mm-hmm. in this game, pretty much. You really have to look no forward than the second quarter, where the magic let the Heat shoot 72% from behind the arc, 66% from... uh. I'm sorry, 72% from the floor, 66% from behind the arc, and the Magic shot 47% from the floor and 25% behind the arc. We're outscored 43-26 to 26 in the second quarter and gave the Miami Heat a 68-50 to 50 halftime lead. Like that run that they went on at the, like the second half of the second quarter, the Magic were just never really able to recover from that. Uh, but the Magic, like right off the bat, just like really didn't look all that engaged. Paolo and Franz, especially, it was a rough shooting night for those guys. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. was inserted back into the starting lineup. And I guess we can start there talking about Wendell and how he looked. I didn't feel like he looked great, but by no means am I like blaming this game. I'm like, oh, wow, look, see, this is why you don't bring Wendell back and put him into the starting lineup. Like, Goga was better tonight, but Wendell hasn't played in, you know, a month plus almost two months, missed 20 games. What What's going on with the hand? Like, it's wrapped, but, like, it still looks crazy swollen. I'm really confused by what is happening there. I have no idea. I I genuinely don't know. As I've said many times, I'm not a doctor. I don't even look into stuff, really, as far as injuries go. I just, when they come back, they come back. But, yeah, even to me, it was like, wow, that looks kind of wild. Um, so who knows what I will say though about Wendell. Yes. Goga had two blocks, but Wendell to me played better defensively on bam than Goga did. Like Wendell still showed value tonight despite not shooting in his first stint. Very clearly like they, they're not making him a focal point. They're not making him the hub really off the bat doesn't shoot and then down the stretch like and he gets six rebounds but in garbage times really when he started to shine because it was like him against other scrubs it's uh like other scrubs that was disrespectful against scrubs wendell's not wow, a scrub. i didn't even catch the I other did, yeah you yeah, didn't mean to say that i did not i did not everybody knows i, I love wendell carter jr when daddy uh affectionately known as so yeah i i saw a lot of that tonight unfortunately on social media i was very disappointed I I should expect it, but I saw a lot of like, you know, 
stupid things, right? Like you see like dumb things that people are exaggerating. Wendell's a bum or like whatever. I love Wendell Carter Jr. I always will. I don't know what he could do at this point for me to not. But I, I do. Listen, he was inserted into the starting lineup. It's very clear. He is retaining his position. We've heard it. There's been speculation. Well, can you start him? Yeah, because as we've heard, I don't. Who did we have? Did we have someone on the show recently, Jonathan? That was talking. Was it JT? I think it was Jeff Turner talking about the unspoken rule is that a starter can't lose their starting spot by way of injury. The injured come back. That you're not going to lose your starting spot. You were the starter for a reason. No matter how good your your substitute played for you, Goga played great. He was serviceable, but Wendell Carter Jr. He shot a three tonight, which was great with that hand. Makes one of them. There's a silver lining with that. So, not hitting a panic button on him. That's for sure. I thought it was interesting. He played 23 minutes, regardless of it being some most of it and like a lot of it in garbage time. Just for the sake of conditioning, I'm surprised. And for the sake of a back to back coming up. Next thing to look at does he play? Does he play tomorrow? If he does, I think he does. And if he does, is it is it a uh, kind of like twelve to fifteen minute? And Dell said essentially, Mose wants him to play till exhaustion. Like, don't hold back. Don't try to pace yourself. Play how you normally would play. And when you need to come out, you need to come out. So, I think the like biggest and most frustrating part of this game was, uh, you know this isn't a team that has like a ton of size in the Miami heat. Like Bam Adebayo is really the the only big that, that they played tonight and the magic, although I think it was 54 points in the paint, which is just like one and a half. I think they, they're averaging like 55 and a half points in the paint per game this year. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a game where you, you know, match your season average, right? This is a game where you need to exceed that. If you're really going to put pressure on Miami, and Miami, you know, they knocked down some tough threes and they give them credit. But also, like, we're, again, running into the issue of these guys just running to the corners, like, wide open. Um, Haywood Highsmith tonight, four of nine from behind the arc, really, really hurt the magic. Uh, Josh Richardson uh, as well, Tyler Hero. You know, Tyler Hero, he knocked down some some really tough ones tonight. Uh, but the magic, nine for 36 from behind the arc, 25%. It's just it's just. Quite honestly, it's not good enough. My Miami's entire strategy tonight was keep the magic out of the paint, give them wide open threes. If they make those and they beat us, then so be it. There was a, a an instance tonight where Paolo Bancaro in the second half had like a, a run at the rim. And sure, it would have been a little bit contested, but ends up throwing it out to Franz for a three. I'm like, what are we doing here? There was a like a, a span in that second half where the Magic settled for like three straight threes with like eight or nine seconds left on the shot clock. It's like, guys, we don't need to do this. This is exactly what Miami wants you to do. So it's sort of twofold. Like, this is what they're giving you. You need to make them pay for it. You need to knock down some shots. 25% as a collective unit from behind the arc is atrocious. And on the other side of that, it's like you guys just got to forget it and get to the rim and do what you guys do. This game, this team thrives on points in the paint, getting to the free throw line, 19 free throws tonight. You know, again, right around the average, it's good, but the Magic needed to exceed that tonight. And they were just completely content the entire night, just settling for three. It's like, oh, well. We've missed the last six, so this one's definitely going to go in. And then it didn't. I think the Magic started like 1 of 10 or 1 of 11 from behind the arc. And then, again, when the Heat got going in that second quarter, just blew the game wide open. Everywhere else, you know, the, the Magic did a relatively good job. Uh, won, the, won the rebounding battle. And this one, 49 to 39, uh, even though you, you shoot way worse uh, than Miami. Uh, 25 assists to the Magic, 29 assists. Like it wasn't like they just completely outplayed us the entire night. Just they shots were going in, ours weren't weren't great defensively. The effort wasn't totally there. But 
this is a game where you just make a, a few threes that you should make. This is a, a relatively close game. We can't have Gary Harris, 0 of 2 from behind the arc. Jalen, 1 of 5. Paolo, 0 of 3. Franz, 0 of 4. I mean, Caleb, Caleb has one job when he goes out there, and he realizes what his job is, and he's like, hey, I'm going to do that. 3 of 10 from behind the arc, 30%. Not great. That kid's still shooting over 40% for the year. But, like, man, like, we just got to knock down some threes. The regression from Franz from behind the arc, I'm, I'm like, officially concerned. Like, sure, he could go on a, on a, a great stretch, and I could feel completely different. But first two years in the league, 35% from the arc. Second year, 36 from behind the arc. This year, he's shooting 29% from behind the arc. Um, 3.4 attempts the first year, 4.5 last year, 4.9 this year. So not a ton more volume, but the efficiency has just dropped off of a cliff. Started the year really well, had a pretty good stretch for a couple of weeks, and recently has, has just been really bad. He's talked about, you know, he he knows that the arc is an issue. A couple of games ago, he hits a three, and then he's like, they call it tickling the sky or whatever it is with him. He ain't tickling the sky right now. Yeah, it's tickling on the ground. Like it's it's just a it's a it's a line drive that he's shooting at the rim right now. I don't know if it's like legs. I don't know what's going on, but. Dirk Nowitzki used to talk about this because Dirk, I don't know if you remember, had one of the highest arcs of all time. Mm. And I think it was sports science, as a matter of fact, that <laughs> segment that ESPN used to do. Mm. When you have a higher arc, you have more surface area of the rim and the net when the ball is on its downward trajectory to work with. So if you're a couple inches off here, a couple inches there, you have all that surface area to to work with there. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but like you can fit two basketballs through the rim at the exact same time if they're going straight down you shoot that on a line drive you've got to be absolutely perfect every single time for that to go in yeah. and that's why some of the better shooters you see i mean steph curry these are guys with high arc because again you got more surface area to, to deal with your your margin of error is much bigger at that point it doesn't have to drop in the same spot every time to go through the net but man like Franz and paolo tonight were just I, what, did, what did I say after the game? If I sit here and, and do some quick math, they were 7 of 26 from the floor. Quite frankly, like we just need our, our, our best guys to be better. You're not making shots from behind the arc and those guys aren't having efficient scoring nights. You're almost never going to have a chance to win a game. I haven't done like an analyzation of Franz Wagner's shot, but if I'm serving by memory here, he doesn't jump much. There's very little jump to my memory. They call and, that lift, I believe. Yes, lift. You're absolutely right. I heard somebody talk about that recently, some shooter. Anyway, yes, he doesn't have much lift when he when he's shooting. And he it doesn't seem like he like he, like when he extends to shoot if on YouTube you're getting the full representation here. He's not going like elevate even his arm like it feels like he's kind of even short arming to the point where like if you don't have a lot of lift and that your arm's not going too far up naturally you're just line driving this thing at the rim and that's what we've seen a lot of so it it is weird i don't know i'm gonna need to like go look at last year like his highlights and just find some three-point shooting clips it's always to, been it's always been flat but this flat like, well, has it been I this think flat? we're noticing it more because the percentages have been so bad. Because he's not been I'm, as I'm accurate, sure, I guess, is what that comes I'm down to. I'm pretty sure the, 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 his arc has always been the same, but we're, we're having more of an issue with it because it's going in a lot less. Yeah, so what is it? maybe that's just like like you said. If, you're, if you have a ton of arc on your shot, you have you know, more margin, basically, is what it sounds like. So for him, he's just got to be perfect when he shoots as far as accuracy at the rim, right angle. Because also, if you're going straight up with it, arc, ball's coming down. And if it's coming down from a high arc, then it's got the opportunity to also get friendly bounces. But then also, he's just not got enough like power on his shot either. It's like there's not enough legs. I don't know. Guy needs more lift. That's my professional opinion. How about that? There you go. 
guy needs I mean, when, more left. When, when you're not getting the ball up and you're you're not like elevating, if you if you don't if you have even a little bit less power, that's where we're seeing a lot of these just short. I mean, that's that's really always been the issue with Franz. Like they're usually online. When he misses, they're almost always short. Like mm-hmm. you don't see him missing long a lot. And a lot of times it's like hitting that rim and it's just dropping right in the defender's hands. I'm so I'm worried. The last thing I'll say about this, I am concerned that he's not gonna want to overhaul his shot during the season. I don't know if it's going to be a slight tweak or if it is going to be like, hey, you gotta change your base. You gotta change everything else with it. I don't know. But I am well, they're concerned clearly that working on it with him. Like that's an active thing. That's where that's where the tickle the sky thing came from. Because this is something they're actively working on with him. He needs it's, to get it's just, the tickling. It's just the then. reps. I just think he needs the reps, and it's hard to get that in the flow of an NBA season. Like they, they've had a lot of practice time recently with all these days off. That's like that's the concerning thing. Like the defense, we'll talk about it. Like if you just look at the raw numbers over the course of the last ten games, defense like oh it's not that bad. You do a little bit of digging, and it is atrocious. So that's a concern. Mm-hmm. Like, Franz aside, let's talk about some chicken because I've got some. I got some stuff I got to talk about. Let's talk about some chicken. Magic related things or chicken related things? No, I've got some magic related. Oh, things. Okay. I wish it was right. chicken related. Well, I've got some chicken related things to talk about, and that is our good friends over at Jam Hot Chicken. Listen, Jam Hot Chicken, Winter Park. You're never going to find anything else like it. I'm just going to shoot straight with you. I think I'm going to have to start budgeting for my trips to Orlando. I'm going to have to start budgeting so that I make sure that I'm not killing the old bank account by just draining it on jam hot chicken. But it's going to have to happen. Like, I've just got to, I'll, I'll give up subscriptions if I have to to make it happen. All right. Located at 400 West New England Avenue, Suite 13, Hannibal Square. Had it again recently. It was incredible. And like Jonathan said, give away some gift cards there for our six days of Christmas giveaway. So if you got that, make sure you're utilizing it. That's for sure. Jam Hot Chicken, man. Go check them out. Jamhotchickenfl.com. Access the menu online ordering. They even have their music playlists. Some of their favorites, some hip hop stuff going on there. Really great stuff that they're doing over there. Go visit them. Tell them we sent you. Today's episode is also brought by Tom Gadsden. You may be asking, who is Tom Gadsden and how can I be like Tom Gadsden? Tom Gadsden is our newest patron who joined a couple of days ago at our elite tier level. Uh, What's a Patreon uh, or a patron? A patron is a member of our Patreon, somebody that helps financially support the Six Man Show. So if you're a new listener or you've been listening for some time, you like what you hear, you like the content that we put out, and you want to be a part of it, and you want to receive some awesome benefits, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the six man show, where even if you just want to, you know, $2 a month, you know, that's our, our lowest membership level there. If you just want to help support the show, you can do that. We have other uh, tiers of benefits, uh, like our elite tier. One of the, our benefits there is you get discounts off of Orlando Magic Home Games, and that's $15 a month. So for $15 a month, you get discounted. Uh, Orlando Magic home game tickets. You go to a few games a year using our discount code, uh, and that membership to our Patreon is paying for itself, along with all the other benefits you get, like access to our Discord channel and monthly Zoom calls with us. So, a big shout out to Tom Gadsden. Anytime we have new patrons, we give them a very special shout out, and then we shout out our Hall of Fame and Elite tier patrons each and every episode. So, I'm going to go ahead and start by shouting out the Court Cousins. Best friend of the podcast, Drew Gooden, Armin Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, normal magic player history, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Donkey Punch, Dave, Powell and Francis Warmth, Pierre A. Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Eduardo Sanchez, Dan Dotto 15, Bobby Skinner, Goaty93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Kayla Pete, Cannibalism, Time, Mr. TV, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear95, Shred, Junior Bruce, Half Reekin, Shahan177, Bobby the Don, Himlo Ben Himro, R Improv two two one, Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid seven one four, Spanking Season, Soft Taco, Victor Cologne, Irish Magic Mike, Austin Lampy, Random Hustle, Eddie Houses, Burner, Maria, Keith Wallace, Fritz, Currency Kev, 
Rub Sal, Kaysen Green, Santi Leon, Kane Eckler, The Distract, Ahmad Timsa, Chansu, and our newest patron again, Tom Gadsden. A big thank you to all of our patrons. You can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Luke, I alluded to having some some more uh, some more points here, some more things to talk about, uh, some some uh, issues that the Magic are having. Luke, over the course of the last ten games, uh, this is going back to uh, that that Charlotte game after uh, the big win, you know, over Boston on, on Black Friday. So going back to that Charlotte game, looking at the last ten games again, if you look at the surface, it doesn't look that bad. The Magic are nineteenth in offensive rating which isn't great. It's a little bit below where we are in the season. But still, you know, if, if the Magic are 19th in offensive rating and really, really good defensively, you're probably pretty happy with that. You're probably okay. Looking at the defense, obviously we know that it's slipped. But the last 10 games, the Magic are 7th in defensive rating. And when I looked at this, Luke, I said, that doesn't make sense. It feels like the Magic have been so bad defensively over the, you know, the last couple of weeks. How are they still seventh? Luke, the Magic played Detroit on Friday, December 8th. Detroit scored 91 points. The game before that, they lost 121 to 111. You know, when Cleveland was going absolutely crazy, they were hitting everything, right? Well, if you remember that game after the Pistons game, that next Monday, December 11th, that's where the pendulum kind of swung the other way for the Cavs. And in that third quarter, we're like, yes, please keep shooting threes because they couldn't make anything, right? So in that game, they held the, the the Cavs to 94 points. So you had a 91-point performance from the, the, the Pistons and a 94-point performance versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. If you go in and you take away that two-game stretch, right? If you take away those two games, the last three games, Miami, Boston, Boston, Magic are 23rd in defensive rating. November 26th through December 6th, which was starting with that Charlotte game and ending with that first Cleveland game, the Magic are 23rd in defensive rating. So if you take away those outlier games where you played Detroit, the absolute worst team in the NBA historically, right now one of the worst teams of all time, and you take away that super cold shooting performance from the Cleveland Cavaliers, for the majority of the last 10 games, the Magic have been a bottom what is that, bottom seven, bottom eight defense in the league. They have been absolutely atrocious the last 10 games, except those two games where they were sort of left off the hook by a historically bad Pistons team and a cold shooting Cleveland Cavaliers team. They've had plenty of time off now to rest, to, to, to heal some of those you know, bruises and, and little knick-knack injuries. And they've had plenty of time to practice and get the defense dialed back in. The defense started to slip a little bit, you know, against Charlotte and against Washington. And people told me, oh, it's because we don't have Jonathan Isaac. Oh, it's because we don't have Jalen Suggs. 
Well, guess what? We've had Jalen Suggs back. We've had Jonathan Isaac back. Defense is still terrible for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I don't. I legitimately don't know what is going on. The like something had to happen for the Magic to sort of come back to the mean, right? Like back to where they should be. That's just the, like the law of basketball. But the the way that they're playing and the way that they're defending, I just legitimately can't find a good reason for it. They're struggling on the perimeter to keep guys in front of them to keep teams out of the paint. They're they're not affecting you know the, the game and, and causing turnovers you know at, at the same rate. And teams are knocking down threes. I think I think somebody said like our last three games teams were shooting like fifty of seventy eight or something crazy like that from behind the arc against us. That could be wrong. I haven't. That's my you know half baked internet research there. But it, it, what we're seeing from the Magic is just not good. And then the, the, the three-point shooting has been absolutely putrid. At least during that nine-game win streak, it was average. It was decent. It has just completely fallen off a cliff. We're, we're officially like in the, the area of where like, I'm not having fun right now. And I, I'm, I'm trying to pull this up right now. Last 10 games, see what our, our three-point percentage is. Last ten games shooting thirty four percent, which isn't Man, isn't great. Sure, like, Still a little bit below average. But guess what? Like you shoot you shoot thirty four percent in this game against Miami. Like you're you're in the game. You shoot sure, you shoot thirty four percent. Um, you know, in, in one of these you know games against the the Celtics, you you might be in one of those games. But they're just they can't make anything. I knew, well, like we all knew it was going to be an issue, but this is just getting honestly really crazy. You're this team just it, it this team isn't built to play from behind. First and foremost, you you can't shoot the three ball. You can't shoot the three ball. So naturally, when you're down eighteen at half, you absolutely would have to clamp up the second half. Part paired with shoot the lights out from the perimeter. That's how you have to come back in games. You can't. That's why when you, you know, we're in your win streak, beginning of the year, one of the best first half teams in the league, right? That's why that was so important. This team is built to play with a lead. Not despite what the beginning told us with the third and fourth quarter net rating stuff. I don't think that that is something that has really stuck to that point, especially that bad. So really that's my 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 thinking is you're not built to play from behind. And you gotta have a great first half lead and play with the lead because otherwise you're not you're not catching up because you're not gonna be shooting enough threes. And the Heat are interesting. They're shoot like the nineteenth most threes in the league. But they're just an example of low volume, high percentage. So, super interesting because tonight, or like, yeah, when you're playing the Heat and they're shooting lights out, you feel like they're just hitting you with a barrage of threes. But then you look at the team stats and you're like, they only made 15 threes. They only shot 29. But it didn't matter because they hit 51%. So, Tonight really felt like they didn't have Jimmy Butler. The Heat are a team that really know their identity. While, you know, the Magic are still trying to figure it out, even though to us it doesn't seem like from the outside looking in, the identity's clear. And we thought this team knew the identity. Defense points in the paint, shoot free throws. Tonight, you do get to the paint, but you're not doing the other thing. You're not playing defense. You're not. I, I just don't think that it's smart to. There's no coaching scheme that allows the number one shooting percentage three point shooting team in the league to just shoot threes. Just give it to them. They're not the magic. This team just wasn't. The rotations were awful. They've been awful. Guys not getting out quick enough. Like. You mean the deep defensive rotations, not necessarily the oh, not like substitutions, not substitution rotations. No, like rotating on defense, getting to the uh, to the guy that's open, 
whatever, right? Rotating off help, all that kind of stuff. Like they just aren't doing it. And it doesn't make sense. They were flying around. You know, we, we had come to know that this team was going to fly around on defense there, but they were still going to be smart. They weren't out of control. They were staying in front of their man. Now it's just like, what what happened? I don't know. I don't know if they're just like, I don't know, man. I really don't know. So we talked earlier in the season about how great of a first half team the Magic were, you know, for the first couple of weeks, uh, you know, led the league in, in net rating in the first half. Luke, the last 10 games, the Magic are 27th in the league in first half net rating, uh, minus 11.2. And last 10 games in the second half, uh, they are fourth in net rating. Let me let me bring this up again here just to confirm that. Sorry, last 10 games, they're sixth in net rating, 10.1. Mm. So... Jamal Mosley teams, we know that if they get down big, like they're going to make a push. They're going to make a run at some point. Tonight, it was just way too late for that that push to come. But the last 10 games, they're just getting so far behind that they're not able to to really like come back in these games. I'm looking through our losses here, Luke. Like the, the uh, first loss of the season in LA to the Lakers, that was like a last second loss. But outside of that, like the Clippers loss was not close. Uh, the Dallas loss was not close. Atlanta was close. The first, well, both of the Brooklyn losses were not close. Uh, that first Cleveland game was not close. The last three games have not been close. So of the Magic's 10 losses this, this year, Luke, one, two of them have been like close losses. Other eight losses have all been blowouts. That's not good. Like a loss is a loss. Like, a, you know, they all count the same. But the fact that, like, if you just don't have it that night, you don't have anything at all is a, is concerning. Yeah, it's I'm, becoming I'm, a trend. Mm-hmm. I don't love that. I'm looking around to see if, like, uh, that's just, like, nights where, like, the other team shot the for lack of a better term, piss out of the ball. I mean, it's checking out so far as I'm clicking down the losses. Brooklyn, when we lost by 20, they shot crazy from three. Uh, Again, they shoot 41% the next time they beat you from three. I just think that in, it's just hard when you're a team that can't shoot from the perimeter it's hard to get back in the game when the other team is hitting their shots. Boston beat you 128 to 111, shoot 43% from three. Yeah, you shot 40%, but Boston also shot seven more than you, right? Higher volume, better percentage. It's better. They shot very well that night. So in losses this year, uh, Magic opponents are shooting 42.5% from behind the arc. Yeah. Makes sense. Checks out. You, you're just not. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can kind of weather the storm if you can shoot threes. Because you don't have to shoot crazy. But like if you're if you're the magic, let's say the magic have actual shooters that they can, you know, do well from shoot the ball well from three. But you still have your identity of like, hey, we're going to pack. You know, we're going to get to the paint. We're going to get paint touches. We're going to score in the paint. In wins, Magic opponents are shooting 33% from behind the arc. Yeah. That's like that's crazy. Like That's not the only thing that is dictating Magic wins and losses, but it's like you guard the perimeter, <laughs> you're winning. You don't, you're losing. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, some of these games, I'm sure it was just like teams can't miss. But, we've, seen, oh, we've seen a few of those, but it also have. feels like when you give a team a few like wide open corner threes to start the game, and you get a team's confidence going, oh yeah, you're helping them get there. Yeah, and they're gonna helping get them there. get into that zone where they're they're fine taking everything and making it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like you said, it's not necessarily like the the only reason that the you know the Magic are winning or losing these games, but it's a huge factor. Like, <laughs> it's not always going to be for other teams. Like I said, if you've got guys that can hit threes, knock down threes. They're going to be able to keep you in the game a lot of nights just by shooting an average amount because your volume's higher. 
percentage is higher. Just simple math. And it's like if you have those guys that can kind of anchor the ship while you're playing great defense and also scoring in the paint, it's a great formula, obviously. But that's why that Magic fans just continue to beat the drum for shooting. And I don't know what the answer is, but I in think wins that it's that. this year, the Magic are shooting 36% from behind the arc. Mm-hmm. Let's see where they are in, in losses. In losses, they're shooting 30% from behind the arc. So still a, a big difference there, you know, like 6%, but opponent shooting percent, like that's almost a 10% difference in three-point percentage. And I'm also willing to bet you're shooting more threes and losses too. I can give you the exact number. So right now in losses, the Magic are shooting 32 threes a game. Yeah. And, and wins, wins 29, 30. No, it's not it's not quite that low. And wins, the Magic are shooting 28 threes a game. Yeah. So again, not that big of a difference, but you know, that lower volume, higher percentage thing definitely is checking out. Again, a lot of times it comes down to a make or miss league, but it's just like really frustrating when like in losses, you can't make anything and you you're just you keep jacking them up and you're not guarding the perimeter and, and letting teams get hot. Cause like every one of those blowout wins, like that's what it's felt like. Like Dallas, I feel like Tim Hardaway jr. Had a, a, a big hand in, in what they were doing against us. Brooklyn obviously was a barrage of threes. Both times we lost to them. Cleveland, it was definitely a barrage of threes. Both Boston games. Those guys couldn't miss tonight against Miami. Those guys couldn't miss. Uh, LA, you know, it was Paul George was going crazy in that third quarter. Like, it's just like <laughs> if you're having a good three point shooting night against the Magic, I mean, I, that's probably true across the league, right? If you're shooting well from behind the arc, you're going to win. But it's like, man, when things go wrong for the Magic this year, they're going really wrong. They they are. And I one more thing to your point, like you said, the Magic in losses are shooting like 33 threes a game, something to that effect. And then in wins, they're shooting, did you say 28? 29, I think it was. 29. The Just to provide some just context. Uh, Toronto shoots 33 threes a game. They shoot 18. Okay. They sh- Toronto shoots 33 threes a game. That's 18th in the league in volume. Detroit shoots 29. They are last. So just a few threes makes all the difference in, in this league in terms of how many you're attempting per game. If the Magic are shooting over 33s in a game, there's a good chance they lost that game. And and I'm I'm I've seen it. It's something I've been looking at all season, game by game. If we lost, like that's how I knew that their magic were at 28, 29 threes a game because that's just consistently in the wins, low volume, decent percentage, not great, but knowing your lane. But whatever, man. It's yeah, it's nine of thirty six tonight. So it's like crazy. They're not, not only are they not going in, but you're compounding that. By by settling, by continuing mm-hmm. to settle and yep. trying to get that going. So, hey, if you've made it this far in the, the podcast, <laughs> newsflash, the Magic can't shoot. <laughs> and they lose when other teams shoot good. That's this entire you know, 57-ish minute podcast <laughs> in, encapsulated in, in, in one statement right there. It's, it's really that simple. Mm-hmm. And people are going to be like, well, duh. All right, Luke. To close the week tonight, you're in Milwaukee, and then Saturday you're in Indiana. Indiana's been struggling a little bit. Um, yep. I think they were, you know, one and three or, or one and four um, mm-hmm. after the in-season tournament uh, before they absolutely destroyed the Hornets tonight. Yeah. Um, like so hopefully they're not too much like back on track. But I'm not feeling great about the the rest of the week here, um, especially for a defense that has really been struggling the last couple of weeks. And you're going up against Giannis and and Dame and then Tyrese Halliburton. So, yeah. The thing is, all of this can be fixed if they just get the defense back on track. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing has changed. You got better defensively with Wendell coming back. Mm -hmm. Like, you you should be able to 
to to get right back to being the first, second, or third best defense in the league here. Just do it. Figure it out. Please. All right, Luke, I don't have anything else. Do you? No. No, let's get out of here. All right, let's wrap it up, folks. Uh, again, we're right in the middle of our uh, six days of Christmas, giving away some autographed Nikola Vucevic sneakers on Thursday. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, next six fan show coming up on Friday, December 29th versus the New York Knicks. And uh, yeah, uh, our next episode uh, is going to be dropping Christmas Day. We're going to record that Saturday uh, after the uh, after the Pacers game because we're not recording you know, Christmas Eve and Christmas. We'll be with our families. You all will be with your families. Uh, so yeah, if you don't listen to the episode on Christmas Day, you're dead to me, but I will also understand. Uh, so if you don't listen to the pod until next Tuesday, uh, hope everybody has a, a Merry Christmas. And yeah, we'll see you guys in a, a couple of days here. Let's get some magic wins. That is going to do it for this one. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You all have been listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.